Well, I think, you know, communication is only as good as the actual actions and beliefs and foundation um, that we're communicating about. Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders and business owners with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, and experts in the field of business resilience. As a consultancy, we're here to help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver, and thrive. If you would like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates, and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Good afternoon or good morning to you, uh, Cheryl. Good morning, Julian. Happy 100. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yes, who could have believed it? I'd, I'd get this far. I didn't anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. Uh, thank you for coming back. Uh, really do appreciate it. Um, so I'm just going to tell the audience again to refresh people. Uh, you, you had an episode a while back now, but uh, you are a communication strategy consultant. Uh, you're an expert in internal and external communication, along with crisis and corporate communication. So you're all things communication. I mean, if I think of word communication, I think of you. That's what you you do, and you're very good at it. And I remember we had a very good conversation last time. Um, so it'd be interesting. You know, we've had a an interesting two years, and we know communication's been vital for lots of changes, lots of uncertainty, and you know, hybrid, remote working, all host stuff been going on, and it's all a bit of a hold up in the air. And um, some people have communicated well, some haven't, and not so well. Um, I just wanted to capture your thoughts on the last two years in terms of what you've observed, what you've picked up and thought, that's really interesting, or that's not so good. And just, just yeah, just your thoughts, really. Sure. Um, so, yeah, in the past two years, it's kind of like we don't know where to look first. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I've heard a lot of conversation already this morning about the importance of well-being. And I think that that is absolutely you know, on everyone's minds and should be on leaders' minds. But if you look at all of the factors that are influencing how leaders need to communicate internally, as well as their expectations of communicating externally. So we're looking at a couple of different buckets that we need to be very cognizant of. You know, one is certainly managing the remote work environment and um, managing and driving culture. Um, You know, I think it was uh, someone else mentioned this morning about the importance of Glassdoor and people researching companies. if you if you're not watching what's being said on Glassdoor, if you're not watching and observing and being very acutely aware of what's going on in your organizations uh, and your culture, you're missing the mark. Uh, you know, we're also looking at um, you know leaders that are increasingly being expected to comment or have a position or presence on uh, governmental issues or societal issues. You know, whether they're making a it they're taking a stand or, um, you know, mentioning just their, their vision, their, um, their expectations for DE&I or just even something having nothing to do with their company. And then finally, you know, the way that crises and uh, issues are just hitting 
companies one after the other. I mean, it's such a volatile environment. You know, preparing for and expecting the unexpected has just never been more important. Yeah, and it's interesting, the cultural piece, you know, mm-hmm. we know that culture is important in an organization. We know creating the right culture and the right environment. And we've all been flung around the world and mm-hmm. home, hybrid, and it's still a bit quite tricky. I deal with a lot of organizations, certainly when they're the, the growing, how do you maintain that, that culture? But how do you do that in the context we're in? I mean, what what's your experience? What are your thoughts on 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 from a communication point of view to, to drive that? Because it's really important, but sure. it can be quite tricky when it's not as tangible as it used to be, is it? It's a lot more mm-hmm. fluid. It is a lot more fluid, and you know, I, I go back to the importance of listening. And you know, Carrie said that uh, earlier this morning that you know there really needs to be a very personal, hands-on touch with what's going on in the in the organization. There needs to be a communication flow up to leaders as well as that communication flow down. You know, I think that we've had practice already in understanding the importance of and communicating the why. Um, Another brilliant thought from, I think it was Carrie this morning, not just how we work, but why we work. You know, the next generation of workers, they're expecting the why. They want to be part of it. They want to understand their part to the whole. So we should have already had some practice. Um, But in terms overall of culture and the importance of communication, I think that, you know, we're, we're at a disadvantage but also we have a bit of an advantage with um, virtual. You know, there was, um, it, we need to also think about the channels in which we're communicating. And uh, there was a recent Ipsos um, culture report that was evaluating the different channels that leaders used and the believability uh, for employees. And, you know, the I've never been a fan of recorded videos. They're too produced. They're too, um, they're too stoic. They don't allow for engagement back and forth. And, you know, th- those are kind of viewed as less effective. I think that personal visits as best you can, small group chats, Zoom, as long as you're not firing 900 people over Zoom. Uh, (laughs) That's a big oopsie. Um, But, you know, using that advantage of a little more um, informal ways of working um, and making sure that there's just, you know, just like a customer service environment, it's high touch. Yes. And I I guess rather than looking at it either in terms of the challenges we've had, what can you see, and you, you've touched on the, on some of the benefit, what other benefits have we transitioned to? Because it's almost been a bit of a, a reset on the world and how we work, how we operate. And rather than us looking back how it used to be, this is how it is. And what, what are the ways that we can embrace it and really m- make the most of it, this sort of reset, this transition, this, this step change uh, in organisations to really be even more incredible in terms of how we communicate our culture, our our plans and our strategies. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. Well, I think, you know, communication is only as good as the actual actions and beliefs and foundation um, that we're communicating about. So, you know, there was talk earlier, a, a lot of attention about well-being. And I think that, you know, as a culture <clears throat> and as a business culture, we are given more permission. There's the expectation, but more permission to really care about and talk about well-being and what that means for 
you know, employees across the board and, and globally. You know, uh, in my class at Columbia, you know, I was teaching communications and global brands. And that came up a lot this past semester. And we were talking about what well-being and what societal priorities uh, impact you know, companies around the world. It might be different from a company that's based in the U.S. and, and, and based abroad. But, um, and there was another uh, interesting study from Towers Watson, I think. It was um, the different facets of well-being. And uh, we were looking at, you know, emotional well-being, the physical well-being, taking care of our employees and their their new needs, um, the mm -hmm. mental health um, and taking care of your mental health. Self-care is, you know, I think once stigmatized and now it really is brought to the forefront. Um, and then social and financial. So how are we really taking care of our people? Are we doing it authentically? And um, are we giving a genuine effort to support them? And I guess what you're saying there is that actually it's not almost what we're communicating and how we're communicating. It's it's where that the, where the source of it or where the what the well of that that communication isn't it in terms of is it from a, a well being culture is it from a certain beliefs certain uh, characteristics that that make it impactful and important I guess that's what we're talking about here aren't we. Sure. Well, I mean, you can have a charismatic leader and a communication expert that can put lipstick on a pig. Um, you can you can, <laughs> um, you can put window dressing and spin a story on anything, but you're going to get found out. Um, I think that, you know, there's so much more transparency. There's an expectation of authenticity that um, that's not going to work anymore. So well-produced statements, you know, um, well-polished leaders that are saying, you know, reading from a script that either you know, their communications leaders or human resources leaders are, are telling them to say. But if that's not backed up and that's not believed throughout the organization, you know, the employees are the most important brand ambassadors and the most credible brand ambassadors so a leader could be saying one thing the employees can be saying another and there you have this disconnect and discord so it truly does need to be from the bottom up as well as from the top down okay and so, so, so taking that as, as a leader now if I was thinking how am I going to go forward this year how am I going to go about my communication what are your thoughts on that what are your I guess I suppose, advice, if you're advising a leader in terms of helping them lead in this very new context than it was two years ago? Yeah, um, a great question. You know, I, I, I have worked with different clients at different stages of their sophisticated, different stages of sophistication in their communications planning. You know, leaders that have not done this before, we kind of need to start at the beginning and we're establishing a foundation of that trust and credibility and a cadence of regular communication. Um, you know, it's it's so important that um, that trust is there. So, you know, if you look at Edelman's trust barometer over the past couple of years, even more now, I think they just released a study recently that um, they're employees are still trusting their own leaders and CEOs more than any other source. So, you know, with, with that, with that power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, there's that very famous and very true quote that they, they have a responsibility to be a source of information um, and a source of comfort and, and, and news and um, direction uh, for, for their employees. 
Um, so back to your question, you know, it depends on where we're starting from. You know, I've advised leaders that we need to just start a cadence because it just hasn't been um, done before. And, you know, leaders that have a bit of cadence and have a bit of practice in communicating to their organizations, then we can get a little more sophisticated and look at what are the priorities? What do employees need to know? What do we want them to know? And where is you know, something in the middle where there's that gray area where we really need to do a lot of listening? And it's not just employees, it's all of the other stakeholders. Um, so internal and external stakeholders. So mm -hmm. you know, what what do they need to know? What do they want to know? What do we want them to know? And you know what's going to be important? Yeah, I think often we 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 get, we focus so much on the employees, which is important too. But actually, just as Mark was saying, we need to think about those people external, which are our customers, and and what are they thinking? What are they what we're we saying to them? How are we interacting with them as well? Isn't it? Well, it's not just customers. It's it's a B two B. It's people that do business with your company. It's mm. the court of public opinion. It's media. You know, we have opinions on businesses and leaders, whether we do business with them or not. And mm. your reputation and um, what how a company behaves is more and more tied to its value, um, monetary value, what a company is worth, what a brand is worth. Um, mm. There's more companies, um, more and more that are producing CSR reports. Um, and that is absolutely considered when analysts are looking at the true monetary value of a company. And mm. now you're looking at in the war for talent and the great reshuffling or resignation or um, you know, people finding more um, opportunities to work where they really feel that a company aligns with their values. So, you know, there, there's monetary value, there's quali qualitative and quantitative value in all of that. And just going back to, you said before about the whole uh, having an opinion on societal issues. Um, how do, I guess, organizations handle that? Because some of them are, are quite tricky and, and very difficult to handle, aren't they? And you know, whether that was, you know, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. uh, there's been other issues and, and other things that have come into the sort of media and how we embrace that. How do we, what do you do? I mean, it is, I guess I know it's different for each situation, but what's your sort of general, I guess, advice with that? Because I think it's quite a challenge. It is quite a challenge. And, you know, the, the big answer is it depends. Um, it depends on what the expectations are, and it depends on what platform do you have, and do you have any business uh, talking about these societal issues, and to what extent. You know, again, going back to big voices, big leaders, they're looked to as um, as influencers. Um, so, you know, they there's more of an expectation for very visible leaders of very big companies with deep pockets to take a stand um, on societal issues. But even smaller organizations that are not very visible, there's an expectation within their own company on especially DE&I and um and you know, taking care of employees. I think that my, my biggest piece of advice for companies and leaders looking at how do I either align myself with a cause or how do I handle corporate social responsibility? When do I get involved? When do I say something is, does it make sense? Do I have a history of talking about this topic? Mm -hmm. Does the topic really resonate with my company? Um, and simply just does it make sense and what need does it serve? So again, there's um, you know, a difference with being very vocal externally 
as mm. well as vocal internally. And then also, does that leader's vision, mission, and stance align with the company's values and its customer values? We've seen some leaders take a complete departure and be very vocal about the either their political ideology or um, you know any societal issue that actually is at odds with what their company stands for and what their customers expect. And you've seen customers revolt. Um, and then you'll see companies kind of try to distance themselves from the um, from the personal beliefs of the leaders. Then you'll see leaders that actually do a very good job in making sure that they embody the values of their company and everything they do um, is in alignment. So making sure that you're aligned, making sure that you understand what your customers, your employees, and all your different stakeholders need, want, and expect. Well, that, that was um, uh, went from a depends to real sound advice there. So <laughs> I thought that was really helpful. That's That's oh, good. 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 So if I was to ask you um, one word for you that would describe or you'd want to describe 2022, what, what, what would it be? Oh, boy. Um, my crystal ball is on my other shelf. I mean, <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, it, it's so I, I think agility was, you know, the word that Mark used. I think it's a good one. Um, being being nimble. Um, say, hold on. <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold, hold on to 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 your chair. And, um, you know, I think. Uh, you're asking the communications expert to come up with one word and I just can't. It, it really is, um, you know, be be aware and mm. uh, be nimble, be able to pivot. Um, yeah. You know, when, we're, when you asked about communications planning, I'm in the midst of working with leaders or several, several of my clients for communications planning for the year with the caveat of this is wonderful. Um, this might look completely different next month. Um, <laughs> yes. So we need to be able to check in and revisit those priorities, reprioritize, and um, even some grandiose plans that are set in the beginning, we might be trashing them uh, next quarter. So, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I like I that. Completely, I completely no. watched that one word, but hopefully... No, 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 no. That, many words are good there. Agility and that sort of being nimble. I suppose it's that sort of being fluid, I guess, isn't it? It's, it's that sort of expectation. We've got to remain fluid as, as things still pan out. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what's what taught me in the last sort of two years. Well, thank you for your time today, Cheryl. Much appreciated. Oh, it's so great to be back um, and can't wait for your 200. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Bye. If you like this episode, then please do rate, review and share with your friends and colleagues. As a consultancy, we help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate deliver and thrive. If you'd like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com.